Greetings, kids, and welcome to my raggedy ass podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Welcome to Let Me Tell You What I Know, a podcast by the real newbie on Twitter where I talk about politics, music, pop culture, and whatever the hell I want. Basically, giving you my two cents that nobody asked for. <laughs> welcome to episode 15. And this episode is very special because it was recorded on the 4th of March. Hours after I decided to put my foot in my mouth and tweet about a celebrity with a lot of angry fans. <laughs> it was the day of the Tom Morello tweet. So I have been going uh, back and forth with, with his stands for like the entire day. And um, the internet was just... Uh, recovering from the Britney Spears documentary, the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview on Oprah or with Oprah uh, was um, also um, probably aired and people have seen it and were talking about it or it aired the same day. I don't really remember, but it was a part of the conversation on Twitter that day. So after uh, having a hard and rough day, <laughs> I got into the chat with my good friend Wendy, who you've heard here before, and I had to vent about what I had um, experienced on the day. She, as many of you amazing people uh, who are my mutuals on Twitter, came to my defense and was having a back and forth with a couple of uh, people on my behalf. You guys are my knights in shining armor. And we also talked about the um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview, the Britney Spears documentary, um, which was called Framing Britney Spears. And it segued into different things like um, the um, misogyny that uh, female pop stars face, especially when they are young teenagers. And uh, oh, at that time as well. Uh, Sia's movie, uh, Music, which we have all known was going to be a disaster, had been released. And I remember a couple of months ago, she was uh, urging people to watch the movie before they judge it. And people have, and the reviews are much worse than the opinions before watching the movie. So... We spoke about Sia and her relationship with Maddie Ziegler as well. And there you are. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, great. Before I could hear you, I could just, it just didn't sound like you were talking. I could hear like smacking sounds and breathing sounds. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. My loud breathing. <laughs> I don't know. Something's up with the microphone. I got I got this um, clip on microphone last time and it worked just fine. Uh, the when I recorded the previous episode, because uh, it saved me from the hassle of like holding my phone up. And then sometimes I unknowingly just drop my hand down and my voice goes goes down. So I'll just have to be mindful of that until I figure out what's wrong with the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're one of one of the guys who is getting mad at you for your take on Tom Morello having privilege. 
is especially fucking stupid because he doesn't seem to know what the word word salad means. I said to him, like, I said to him, like, yes, you use more of a word salad. That totally makes your points clearer. And he goes, well, I'm sorry, but Twitter has a, uh, has a character limitation. Always express my points as well as I'd like because there aren't enough words. I'm like, yes, the problem is definitely that you're not using enough words. <laughs> a lot of them are, like, using way too many words for what anybody needs. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, um, like, um, it's like funny, um, the British guy. He's like, oh, I see an arrogant woman berating a biracial man. And it's like uh, an, arrogant an, black mo- uh, an arrogant black woman. Excuse me. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, but your blackness <laughs> completely disappears because uh, his waifu was criticized. Um, oh, wow. Or his husbando, rather. Um, and I love an arrogant woman. Like, dude, uh, Wow, you're really showing your hand there. Exactly. You're, like, why are you bringing? Why are you bringing up gender at all in this? Exactly. What if I was a guy who said whatever I said? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's very <laughs> stupid, and people are losing their shit. And I think part of the reason they're so mad is because Tom Morello is not mad. They wanted him to like do one of his epic dunks on you, like he does with Trump supporters, and that didn't happen. So, very very angry. I have noticed that, yeah, they they expected a lot of hostility. And then <laughs> here's the funny of it. A lot of people are angry that his friend, uh, Jim Katie, I hope I'm not butchering his name. The, yeah. the guy is really nice. Yeah. He like, how about you come on her podcast? It's like, uh, what are you, how are you expecting Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine to come on my raggedy ass podcast? Like, come on. It's like, I, uh, and I, was, I know, but okay. he was like, well, I'll do it. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't understand yeah. how anybody. Ted Nugent's a fucking pedophile. Like, I don't. I I I, I don't get it either. Mm-hmm. And here, here's the thing. This would probably be me showing my hand before the intended interview, if it ever yeah. comes to fruition. Yeah. But I don't think he would say anything in the world to change my mind. Not not yeah. about. He could say, for example, like I grew up biracial and I was the only. Um, person of color in the area I lived in, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't really matter to me. I'm not saying that I'm denying his experience or anything, but choosing to be friends with horrible people is essentially a privileged position. Uh-huh. So, okay, some people said you should have said like rich man privilege, but no, I'm, I'm deliberately saying white man, light skin, white passing, rich, successful, etc., etc. But privilege but then his rich man privilege did not stop like conservatives and right-wingers etc from hating on him so what does that have to do with anything really Uh. so i I know anyway (laughs) they gave me his assistant's email so i'll send her an email like tomorrow or something and see what comes out of it i don't care it's like people are acting like i would be scared or something but whatever yeah Who's going to beat my ass? <laughs> it's funny. The people people were really expecting that I would be hurt or they, they didn't bother to listen to my point of view and just uh, started like attacking in the mentions. So I just muted the thread. Like, who cares? Whatever. I said what I said. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. But his word cells are very, very funny. And yes. it, 
According to him, even if you believe she, if you even if you believe they have one, your take was bad, which I don't think it was. Um, he's um, like he tried to say that that you and Candace Owens were equivalent, and I was like, dude, uh, there's a difference between having one bad take because to air is human, and to make that in your entire career, so. Uh, he's like, he doesn't care who Candace Owens is. And apparently I shouldn't oh. be calling out anybody's bad takes because I'm like the queen of bad takes. Yeah, I don't but, think he's had, I don't think he's, I've never seen him on your, your feed before. So. I've never seen this person before. So it's not yeah. like we constantly go back and forth discussing my bad takes. Like, Yeah, sorry, and then on top of news. that, on top of that, he's like, well, I'm from Britain. So how could I possibly know who Candace <laughs> You're you're like, you're just ignorant. Dude, yes, everyone should exactly. cater everything they say around everything about you. That's exactly this is Twitter is all about you. You sound very smart. Yeah, it's like who cares? Actually, you're from Britain, but out because yeah. you don't understand the dimensions of this conversation. Although you should, because thanks to you, British people, racism is all over the world now. So yeah, I know, right? <laughs> And when you tell them that, they get, like, really pissed. They stuff. get really fucking pissed. It's like, because one of the favorite things to do, white Brits really do fucking love pulling the I'm not racist card. And they're like, and then try to, like, then they'll, like, say something to imply that, like, do I look like I'm from the southern United States or do I look like I'm American? It's like, bitch, where the fuck do you think we got our racism from? Like, <laughs> it's funny, it, it's right? Like that, it's like that drug abuse ad that's like, Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. And it's like mother countries that use racism have children countries that use racism. Exactly. So it's that's... like if you look at any country that was that started from colonialism, Australia, not so great. New Zealand, yeah. huh? They're like okay. Um, Canada. Canada we, we talked about this before. Canada, see they advertise how not racist they are, but then they yeah. have the triple K already, so they should stop lying to us, basically. But yeah, I, I don't think I'll delete this <laughs> our rant against Tom Morello's fans. Yeah, and here's the thing, like, <laughs> look, they, they just couldn't get the fuck over it, and it's like, and then they were trying to, well, it's important to have, it's important to have friends you disagree with. I'm like, there's disagreements, and like, it's like that stupid fucking, it's like that meme, where it's like, yeah, we can disagree over pizza toppings, Karen, exactly. not fucking racism. Like it, Ted Nugent is not just a right no, winger or a conservative. He's an all no. Like I know person. people that in my life that are not that are conservative who are fine. I disagree with them and I can handle them. But like they don't go around claiming that racism doesn't exist. They don't condone. Like Ted Nugent is is basically someone who should be in jail right now, and he's not. Yeah. So framing their friendship as like two people from different political standpoints who just disagree with each other is dishonest that's what i'm trying to say here yeah, yeah we're gonna talk about it when we talk about it when if the interview happens i'm fine with that but there has to be like a really strong reason for like calling someone a friend when they have absolutely horrible political opinions and moral standings as well so we'll see yeah. about that yeah, but yeah. um, but like Stan Twitter is so fucking stupid. It's hilarious. Okay, so one time I I made a quit. Like somebody was there was some article about how Lily Singh. Do you know who Lily Singh is? 
Yes, the YouTuber who became a late night host. She's yeah, and her show is notoriously bad. Like yes. everyone says it's bad. And so, like, I made like a snarky reply, going like, "Oh yeah." Like so, anyways, there was this article about how she had to get a whole new showrunner because for her next season. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that'll fix everything." Because like whatever things, like whatever problems is something that like I don't even think a showrunner can fix is that she really just makes the same jokes over and over again and she has a bad team of writers. Like, if they were announcing that she was getting all new writers, maybe that would be fine. But, like, but I wasn't even paying attention to it. I don't even fucking care. So I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely it. And then, that'll definitely fix it. And then somebody went, just admit that you want your own talk show. And I'm like, I would rather fucking shoot myself <laughs> than make my career talking to fucking celebrities. And they were like, yeah, right, you're not jealous. And then they, but they realized that, like, no, really, I think all c celebrities are fucking psychopaths. And um, they were like, well, obviously, you want to, well, what a surprise. A white woman wants to take something away from a, a brown woman. They're and I'm like, and I'm like, really laughing. Yeah, the, I, I'm laughing my ass off because I'm like, yeah, they, they're definitely Lily Singh fans because everything on Lily Singh's show is about, you know, that she's brown and, you know, queer. That's, like, like that's well known. And that's not even a case of, like, you know, chuds going, identity politics is a brown woman here, so everything has to be black now. Yeah. No, she really does. Like, there are so many, and there's, I'm not the only one, and I pointed this out, I'm like, look, if I were the only one criticizing Lily or it was only white people criticizing Lily, you might have a point. But here are links of, to various brown women and uh, other people, uh, other people of color, like, who are saying the same thing, that her show is not very good. And they go, oh, so you, you're, you're using brown women, you're using brown women to guard yourself from this obvious racism? Well, maybe that would work if you ever patronize black businesses. Oh, wait, you don't. And I'm like, this 15-year-old girl is fucking hilarious. Because she's like, <laughs> how the fuck do you know what? I live in, I live in Maryland, and I'm not going to say where exactly in Maryland, because I don't want to dox myself. But let me put it this way. Even if I wanted to avoid patronizing black businesses i couldn't because literally like my, almost everybody in my neighborhood is either black or indian and and i'm not saying that like i can't be racist look what neighborhood i'm living in but like the even if i was racist you couldn't fucking make that assertion about me like literally the hilariously like as she was typing as i was reading this fucking tweet i was like I was literally, like, in one hand I had my phone, and in the other hand I had a uh, jerk chicken wrap. And the jerk chicken wrap that I was eating came from a very particular restaurant that is not only Black-owned, but the owners there know my name. That's how often I go there, or I, that's how often I did go there before the pandemic. Like, literally the staff knows me and my boyfriend. And I was just like, so like, so they were literally accusing me of this while I was literally in the process of patronizing a black business. And I just laughed my ass off. And I'm like, so even if, but even if I was like, I'm not going to patronize black businesses, I, like I hate brown people or something like that. Even I couldn't do that in the neighborhood I live in. Like literally what, like literally like a week prior, you want to know how, like how not the majority white people are in my neighborhood or like my town? Literally, like, a week prior to that, I had been coming out of the CVS to get, like, some hair dye or some shit, and all of a sudden, like, this old white man who was walking past me stops dead in his tracks and stares at me, and I'm like, 
And I'm like, okay, so he needs something or something. And he goes, wow, hello, other white person in the neighborhood. What are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, okay, he's huh? weird. <laughs> I was like, that's so fucking weird. And he's just like, what about-? and he just keeps muttering. Like, clearly he wasn't all there, but it was like really weird. I'm like, and then I just kept walking. And then I was like, and then I turned around because I just thought it was, I, I didn't know what to do because I've never been like talked to that way. It's so weird. And I just went, who cares? And then I just ran off. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. It was so fucking awkward. Like, I, like hello, older white person in the neighborhood. This is like, nuts. Like, so, they so like, these, about you just to, just to, like, drive forward. Yeah, point. like, no, they'll just make, it doesn't even make any goddamn sense. Like, that sort of argument is so fucking stupid. Like, you have no fucking, I, like, I, here's the thing. I didn't want to pull the receipts out, like, look at all my black friends. But I, at the same time, I was, like, thinking, Okay, we're gonna play that game. Here are episodes of my web show with black, uh, with black co-stars. Uh, here's the person whose show I'm like show I'm is a black man whose show I appear on. Uh, here's my writing partner, and when I, like you know that that sort of thing. Like here's my here are my neighbors. Like you know I literally it, it was just the stupidest fucking thing. And Stan Twitter will fucking say any of the stupidest fucking shit. Like the Amelia Clark fans who try to send like curse curses over Twitter to like <laughs> Sophie Turner and Rose Leslie. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, they they're really obsessed with. And here's the thing: even though they're stands of Amelia, they talk about her in the most disgusting terms. Like they, for people who don't know, Amelia Clark plays Daenerys Targaryen or played Daenerys Targaryen on Game of Thrones. Rose Leslie uh, played Egret, and she's also married to Kit Harington, who played Jon Snow. And then Sophie Turner played Sansa Stark, and I don't even like. And they, the two Sansa Stark and Daenerys Targaryen did not get along on the show. And for whatever reason, Amelia Clark fans have one decided that uh, reality and fiction are the same thing, so Kit Harrington should be married to Amelia Clark and not Rose Leslie. And according to them, that's because Amelia Clark is quote the best hole, as in the best hole to fuck. Uh, um. Okay. Isn't that Instead of incel Rose. language? It totally is. It totally is. But like they were literally using incel language to talk about how Kit Harrington should leave his wife for Amelia Clark because Amelia Clark is the best fuckhole. And I once made this tweet. I saw this. I couldn't fucking believe it. And I was like, wow, I wonder how Amelia Clark would feel like if she knew her fans were talking about how. Oh, also, be- even better, she's best friends with Rose Leslie. So um, that she- think that she should cheat. Uh, she should you know, fuck her best friend's husband because she's, quote, the best hole. And they, like, the, all the Amelia Clark fans lost their shit at me. And I finally just put in a blockchain for them because I was like, you know what? Talking to you guys is even more idiotic than talking to the neo-Nazis on this fucking website. Like, I couldn't take it anymore. This is one of the most blowing stories I've heard. <laughs> and I had to deal with the Shane Dawson stands last year. Oh, God. This, yeah, is, the Shane Daw- this is inco- incomparable, honestly. <laughs> oh well, the Shane Dawson fans are really a special breed in their own right because I mean they they literally stand a pedophile. Like I'm sorry, but like it's it's over. You can't justify standing Shane. Like I'm sure there's some right now who are going like, yeah, but James Carl's did turn out to be a predator, and it's like, first of all, one Shane never claimed James was a predator, not publicly. Yes, that was um, Jeffrey. Get yeah, your weirdo straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for another, even if he was right, he didn't 
do anything about it. Like, let's say he knew James Charles was a predator and he had proof of James Charles being a predator, right? Let's uh-huh. say he definitely knew. He didn't fucking go forward to it. Instead, he came out like, oh, I'm so sorry, James. I'm so sorry, James. Exactly. And then also- his, old, his own problem with his entire problem with James Charles was that James Charles was just like too arrogant for him. Yeah. But and that then- has nothing to do with being a predator. It's nothing to do with being a predator. And and it was also because he was a threat to his business or some bullshit. Yeah. Like, who fucking cares? But, like, and it was like, dude, he's still a fucking... So here's the thing. He did all that. He did all that. He went back on his so-called statements, or he went back on Jeffrey's statements. Yes. Knowing, supposedly knowing that James Charles is a predator? Yeah. Go to the police or whatever. Go to the police or show evidence. And then meanwhile, yeah, and, and then what's so funny is that all this time, and even if even if it were true that he was right and that somehow vindicates him over the James Charles thing, D'Angelo Wallace already has the fucking receipts, dude. Like the D'Angelo Wallace video, uh people reviewing his book, the yeah. revenge porn from a minor in his school or something. Yes. Isn't that damning evidence that this person is horrible? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty bad. And like you know, also the, the, the pictures of him kissing 12-year-old girls. Oh, so yeah, stands. <laughs> I can't deal. Anyway, so I muted that thread. I'm so over it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see if the interview happens. And yeah. we move on. Otherwise, yes. I don't care. I have a life, you know? People yeah, are uh, acting but... in the thread like she's a cloud chaser. It's not like I'm building a podcasting career or anything. Yeah, I know. These people seem to believe that, I think somebody said that, like, oh, she's trying to, like, increase her own capital, but, like, I'm like, motherfucker, she's a fucking doctor. Like, she's a doctor. It's not my career. I just do this for fun. Like, I just told so another guy, he's, like, a nice person. He was like, yeah, I didn't know you had a podcast. I was like, dude, my podcast is like, I rant with my friends and I record in my car on my phone. Yeah, this is not a career for me, and the only yeah. microphone I bought, I broke it. So. Yeah, well, um, yeah, no, no, but you know what this like makes me think of like this this whole bullshit. Like, can I talk a little bit about Meghan Markle? Sure. All right, I want to make it very clear up front that if I am my way, like in some ways, fuck Meghan Markle because she's fucking royalty and fuck all royalty. Okay, so on that Fair. level, like I'm not one of those people who pretends like. Because she has stands of her own who pretend that, like, she's the most oppressed person in the world and the ultimate victim of racism. Now, here's the thing. But here's the thing. Like, no, she's not the ultimate victim of racism. And, like, she, but here's the thing. She's still a fucking victim of blatant and overwhelming racism. And she's, and, and misogyny and, like, weird political attacks and blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing, like, I did have to, like, one time check a friend who was comparing, I was talking about the treatment of somebody who got really, like, fucked over, and it was, like, just some, like, regular person who got fucked over by the justice system or something, and he goes, it really makes me think of what Meghan Markle's going through, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) stop right there. Okay, Meghan Markle is definitely a victim of, like, a ton of racism, but, like, motherfucker, um, I need you to understand that comparing the the plights of a supremely rich aristocrat, because that's what she is now, yeah, uh, who has and she, she was a plainly pla- rich before she got married to Prince Harry, so she's yeah, fine. and 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 the, who also has a platform and the willing, yeah, compared yeah. her to like you know this person, I'm like, no, she has a platform. She definitely has means to like speak for herself. Whereas this person, like, please don't compare because that's where you go too far. You go too far 
when um, you are saying that like what she's going through is definitely directly comparable to something like somebody who doesn't have money and doesn't have a platform and doesn't have the means to defend themselves. That being said, like, so don't, don't compare her to like Johnny uh, Q, um, every man on the street who gets harassed by the cops for wearing a blue hat. You know what I mean? Don't like, it's, it's not good to compare that to compare her to that because you really are just, and you're not doing Megan any favors either by, by like bringing that up. Exactly. Uh, Here, there are two reasons why they're not doing Megan any favors because they make it seem like she's uh, overly victimizing herself, which takes credibility out of her cause or yes, out of her exactly. issues. And the other thing is that she wouldn't care or think about the common black man or black woman in the street while she's thinking about her issues with the royal family and the British media. Yeah. They're completely separate <laughs> manifestations of racism. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and the other thing is just like, so, but anyways, I was trying to, but, okay, so right now, like, when we're talking, like, the Shane Dawson thing reminded me of people because they were like, well, now it's coming out that James Charles is, is a predator, but it's like, yeah, and that's fine, has nothing to do, but that has nothing to do with anything. And you have a bunch of people that are ultimately revealing that they covered shit up. When Shane Dawson, Shane Dawson being so-called vindicated actually makes him look worse on several levels, specifically because if he had evidence of this, and apparently there was evidence of this everywhere, he kept it, he ultimately kept it wrapped up for the sake of his career. Right? Now, what, now right now in the press, the latest thing on Meghan Markle is she's doing, she and Harry are doing an interview for, with Oprah. Buckingham Palace has decided to announce that there were a bunch of bullying complaints from Megan um, towards staff. Like, like not yes. our staff complained <laughs> that Megan was bullying them and blah, blah, blah. And we are now making an HR investigation. I'm like, and that made me go, well, okay, don't fucking pretend that you care about the people in your workplace. Let's say that she was. Let's take it on face value that all these claims are true and it's not a case of like white woman tears. And then it's not a case of a bunch of like sour grapes. Let's say it's really true that she was horrible to fucking work for, that she was she was the Ellen of Kensington Palace, okay? Yes. Let's pretend that's a thing. And you might have just heard my cat. My cat just meowed. That's fine. <laughs> yes. Um she uh let's say that's true for a second. She hasn't worked in any palace in over a year. She's been gone for a whole fucking year, okay? Exactly. Which means, palace, that this doesn't fucking work. You can't fucking use that to smear her right now because all that means is is that you had tons of evidence and testimony to show that one of your members was mistreating her staff and you slept on it. Yeah, you kept quiet for a year. You kept, yeah, you kept quiet for the longest time, and the only time that that you were just sitting on it, and weren't going to get justice for the people that were hurt, because you don't like because you know she's royalty, like you are just as you are just as guilty then of anything that went wrong between Megan and her staff as she is at this point because you did nothing to protect the staff, and now you're just using what happened to them to like hit back at a person who for like talking to someone like it, it's just ridiculous and unfortunately i really hope 
I kind of do hope this happens, though, because it'd be really funny if it fucking backfired for the palace. Because you're not going to fucking convince me that every other royal was nice to their staff. Definitely not. Absolutely not. Also, um, there have been rumors for years that, like, various members of the royal family are fucking terrorists to work for. Anybody who thinks Prince Philip is fun to work for, like, you're, you're, you're fucking delusional. Like, yeah. it would be really if, fucking If we go on a Google deep dive about working for the royals, I'm sure we're going to get, like, stories for the ages. And it doesn't start with Meghan Markle. No, it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure working for the royals is actually a real pain in the ass. I would not, like, here's the thing. Most bosses suck in general. But could you imagine having to call your boss your royal highness all the time? And working for an institution that just straight up says these people, because of how they were born or who they married, are automatically superior to you. Now, like, I'm, and I'm just saying, like, here's the thing. I'm not even going to claim that, like, Meghan Markle did nothing wrong, maybe with her staff. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. I don't really fucking care at this point because no one is going to fucking care. Like, it doesn't matter. It's never been about this. Like, the prowls prove that they, they, they don't give a fuck about their staff by pulling this shit. Because also, you can, you can, like, there have been names named, and you can fucking bet that there's gonna be, like, some fucking staffer who's maybe on social media, and maybe, like, somebody will find them, and they'll probably get, like, hordes of harassment from Megan's stands for saying, like, how dare you, even if they're not even part of the complaint, because that's how stand culture works. People are gonna be, uh, like, harassing some random palace staffers on social media or whatever, because stand culture is not lo- logical, stands are not logical. And they probably, like, nothing's going to really come of this. And Kensington Palace is probably going to, like, has basically just thrown their entire staff under the bus just to, like, make a petty PR stunt at Meghan Markle. So it ends badly for everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't I don't know how to feel It's uh, about the interview, to be honest. It's, like, mm-hmm. exciting to watch. For me, it's not about Meghan herself. Mm-hmm. Because my standing on Meghan is clear. I feel that she was mistreated by the royal family because of an element of racism, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to, to hear what Harry has to say. To me, like, a lot of people are going a little too conspiratorial a, a, bit, a bit on Harry. Like, people are like, oh, he like he's been saying things like, I'm worried about what happened to my mother. I don't like what, you know, stuff like that. People are like, oh yes. my god, this means he's gonna reveal that the royal family killed Princess Diane. I'm like, no, like, no. I don't, think not... he, I don't think he's gonna go that far. He probably will we'll talk about how uh, miserable his mother was, or because, like, kids would notice how their mother would feel. Because here's the thing, the thing that ultimately went wrong with, like, Diana ultimately, I don't think was killed. One, I don't believe the conspiracies. But, like... No, me neither, yeah. But, like, no, what he's talking about is the fucking press coverage. By the way, you know what one of the things that happened was, and some people were pulling up the receipts? Uh, this whole uh, Megan is cool, the staffers thing, was uh, the same thing that they used to leak to the press about Diana after the divorce. Yes, exactly. Uh, they they used the same tired tactics, uh-huh. and essentially nobody cares because they don't have the moral high ground to speak up anyway. Yeah. You're the fucking British monarchy. Yeah, well, like, it, it, it's really fucking hilarious right now because even, like, usually Twitter is not very kind to Meghan Markle. Usually when you read articles about her, there's, like, a mix of, like, you know, stands and then people who are like, she is the most evil thing to ever exist. And, but, like, the latest thing that they're also trying to do is, like, one time she wore earrings that were gifted to her by 
Mohammed bin Salam three weeks after he had uh, <laughs> Khashoggi killed. <laughs> That was that was amazing. Yeah, that was and, really and then funny. and then even I think people who don't like Meghan Markle were pulling up the receipts like, really, you're gonna give her shit for um like wearing problematic jewelry, and then they just show a picture of the Queen and the Crown, and it's like, and she's wearing like all these fucking diamonds and emeralds. That were, like, yes, and 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 the jewelry that was from MBS was actually a gift to the British Crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lent, and then they were trying to get, well, she said it was borrowed, but it was a wedding present to her. I'm like, no, actually, it was a wedding present, but not to her, because according to your own protocol, everything that's gifted as a wedding present like that from foreign dignitaries is a gift to the crown. So, yes, she was right when she said she borrowed it from the royal collection, because that's who owned the fucking earrings. Sorry. (laughs) I know I talk too much. It's your podcast, and you're not getting in a word in. No, 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 it's, it's. That's fine. That's all right. It's uh, it's actually interesting. I have nothing interesting to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, no, I didn't mean to. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, it's fine. We're, we got to talk about Brittany now, don't we? Yes, yes. And I'm heartbroken for this girl. I know. Honestly. I know. I, I am. I am just like, <laughs> there are people who are trying to claim now like, oh, you all are just conspiracy theorists. How dare you say this about poor Jamie Spears? He probably just wants to go fishing. He's an old man. Like, he if only- he's an old man who wants to go fishing, why is his daughter under a conservatorship? Because, because Brittany whatever. can't take care of herself, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. They're like, he only makes $150,000 a year as a conservator. So the idea that he's working her to bone and make money for himself is bullshit. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, if you actually do believe honestly, in your heart of hearts, that he's only making $150,000 a year off of his daughter. You are fucking, like, you are drinking the goddamn Kool-Aid. There's no fucking way he's making only $150,000. If that were true, his old co-conservator, one, wouldn't have petitioned for a raise, and two, would not be considered uh, saying that the conservatorship is a conservatorship slash, um slash business arrangement there's more money being made here for more than just like one person also i'm sorry but the man like also the man there's a restraining order against this man from his own grandson there you go and then people are trying to argue well she could petition to get out of the conservatorship yeah i'm like that's oh yeah that's she wasn't even allowed to get her own lawyer assholes how the fuck all right we we should go into we sorry what are, like, we should go into the documentary itself. So, let me just preface this discussion by saying that I remember when Britney Spears got big with Hit Me Baby One More Time when I just joined college. And, by the way, Britney and I are were born in the same year. Like, I think she's a couple of months older than me. Oh, wow. Yeah, did you so, go to college yeah. really early? Because she was, like, 16 or 17 when that happened. Yes, exactly. I... Let me see her birthday, a Britney Spears birthday. She's no, she's she's a couple of months younger. She was born on December second, and I was born on October fifteenth. Oh, yeah. so in nineteen, yeah, so in nineteen ninety eight, we were almost seventeen okay. at the time. Yeah, right. I went to college pretty early. Such a nerd. Yeah, because <laughs> you're a fucking genius. Thank you, thank you. If only Tom Morello fans would understand. <laughs> anyway so uh so yeah i remember when she got really big with hit me baby one more time and now i understand not understand but recall how the media thought of her like 
a vixen or a sex kitten. And Christina Aguilera was was coming out at the same time with like genie in a bottle. And it wasn't as sexualized as Britney's song. And everybody treated Britney like she's sorry for the word. Like a whore. Yeah. And now I feel so bad for people falling for this shit because she was 16 going on 17. And she's been working in show business for years at that time. It's not like she just broke out. So I'm sorry, Brittany. I'm really sorry. Talk about the documentary right now. All right. So, yeah, uh, I think it was pretty good. I It was... People are saying, oh, it's so obviously biased in one favor. And I'm like, you can't analyze a fucking subject in this de- level of detail without some bias coming through. Ultimately, people are going to come down to one side or the other. <clears throat> now, have I heard, um, like, have I seen some Britney stuff that's kind of over the top? Yes. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that. Um, I'm going to tell you guys about like this other thing I watched because I've been sick a lot lately. Uh, and I've had a lot of time to be on YouTube and there's a, a bigger thing called deep dive that did yes. this like multi hour. Like, I think it was like something like 16 hours long or something thing on Britney yeah, Spears. Deep dive, yeah. I, I, I know the people who made it. It's uh, Jake Yonce. He's like a young YouTuber who does, used to do, uh, sorry, not used to. His main channel does uh, drag commentary. Yes. Dra- comments on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. And uh, and uh, not another drama channel. Um, she's Shelby. She's a wonderful girl. Yeah. So they teamed up and they made, made this channel called Deep Dive. And they did the, the Britney series and it was fantastic. It was good, but I do think some of the stuff is kind of far-fetched. Um, like the yeah, yeah, they brought out all the conspiracy theories uh, about it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but if people want to like go into like, oh, it's so exhaustive and it's so obviously in her favor. Like, bitch, you don't even fucking know. Like, if you want to see some like hardcore Britney standing, either go on Twitter or whatever, or read the comments on the deep dive videos. And it was just exhaustive. Like, it was so ridiculous. Like how much there, how much detail there was. Now, granted, I can. See, it's so it, it's not surprising that there is because I remember the fucking media circus around Britney Spears. I like I read Perez Hilton back in the day, a sin from which I will never be cleansed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when he was a big deal. I do remember. Yeah, and he had the pink hair and all of that. Yeah, he was. He's still fucking awful, by the way. Like, yeah. um, he's still he's still a garbage human fucking being. And I, I like, I, I, I can't believe people like would read his stuff and think that, like, there was one time where he would he would like consistently call Miley Cyrus a slut when and she was like fourteen. Oh my god. Oh, the Miley Cyrus scandal is another one that like just drives me up the fucking wall, and it drove me up the fucking wall at the time because people don't remember this, but like back in the same time this was happening. Miley's Hannah Montana was huge, yes. and there was this thing that happened where Miley Cyrus's computer got hacked or her phone or whatever, and so somebody published a bunch of selfies she took of herself, including some photos of herself with her friend at a slumber party where they were like chewing gum and doing like having candy together, and people were like, "Oh, she's a whore and a lesbian," and it was like because there were she had taken pictures of herself in her underwear that were never supposed to go public, and because she was hanging out with a friend at a slumber party. And I couldn't get over it. And they were like, well, she's supposed to be a role model for kids. I'm like, she's a kid. Yeah. She didn't do anything wrong. And also, she's a fucking child. 
like she was literally like 14 when this was happening and people were going well she should have known that she and i pointed out like i remember i wrote this really long blog post about it and i had said like anybody who's like claiming that my like making these claims about Miley Cyrus and trying to shit all over her is hypocritical and misogynistic and and then i explained like you should not be looking to a 13 year old pop star as a role model for your child that that entire concept is flawed and disgusting and you should be that is not a valid argument whatsoever because guess what teachers and parents and like community leaders are supposed to be fucking role models not 13 year old pop stars who you are putting on a like a, a behavioral watch because you've decided that they sh- she should be raising her fuck your fucking kid for you and the here's the thing on the site i went on i knew some of the people that ran it and they had read my blog post. They were like, this is really good. We're putting it on the front page. And it went viral. And then a bunch of people who didn't even fucking read the article was like, well, she was supposed to be a role model. I'm like, bitch, I dressed that. That's what the whole blog post is about, is how fucking s- disgusting it is and stupid. You have to be really fucking stupid, aggressively fucking stupid, to think a 13-year-old or 14-year-old or whatever pop star should be a fucking role model for your kids. And the same thing goes went for Britney Spears. Yes. Same thing when she was she was 17 when she got famous. And people were like, I want to shoot her because she makes it hard for me to be a parent. Bitch, no, she doesn't. You make it hard for you to be it, a parent. It's, it's because- horrifying. It's really horrifying what these what these young stars went through. I remember the episode I did with Lewis Morgan. We we talked about this and Yeah. And I even said I was one of those assholes who would say like X, Y, and Z would should be a role model. And then I realized that I should not put that burden on on children because hannah montana was when hannah montana was fading and miley was going through her quote unquote rebellious phase everybody was like oh my god she's gonna make kids like go naked and use drugs and etc and you should know that what your kids consume is your responsibility of course you're gonna call out people who do stupid shit like jake paul or shane dawson or whatever that's fine especially when they're adults or older teenagers like 19 20 21 whatever yeah but someone who's 13 isn't it imagine remember when you were 13 and like your body is changing and your hormones are messing with your head and your life is changing and imagine the immense societal pressure on you to be a role model for millions of kids yeah and on top of that like she like the reason why she was taking pictures of her body you idiots they were like why is she taking those pictures i'm like because her body's changing this is what teenagers do they look at their bodies and at the day and age of like cell phones they would take pictures other before back in the day they would just look in the mirror and call today and if they had a polaroid they would take some polaroids so hacking like leaking pictures existed for like years and years and it's and not nobody knew. Everybody was blaming the women for taking pictures of themselves. Of course. Like, and even my, like, even somebody I know who I love and respect very much was like, when the Jennifer Lawrence thing happened, she was like, well, that's what happens when you become famous. I'm like, no, fuck you. No, I didn't say fuck you because it was my mom. But I was like, <laughs> I was thinking like, uh, but I was thinking, no, fuck that noise. No. The Whoopi Goldberg uh, comment when Bella Thorne's picture yeah. leaked. And she's like, well, that's what's going to happen when you're famous. And it's like, fine. But even regular schmegular people get their phones hacked and their pictures leaked and they get blackmailed. 
and like hop on in the Middle East and you can, we can talk about what happens there. So it d- doesn't have to be like you're famous. It's just that you existed and you had some fun with your phone and took pictures of yourself. That's all it takes right now to get yeah. your privacy breached. Uh, you should be worried about people who actually violate other people's privacy. Yeah, no. Uh, by the way, uh, just an update. Word salad guy from your mentions uh, just blocked me. <laughs> because he was like you're making straw men out of me i'm like no i'm addressing directly things that you said he was saying that in response to my thing where like he had said why should i know who candace owens is i'm from britain and i was like well the real newbie knows who she is so that's not an excuse he was like well you're trying to make straw and i'm like but keep going because you're really fucking making me laugh and he's like well you're wasting my time you're wasting your time like no i like laughing and he goes and, I, and he goes, everyone does, but you're making straw men. I'm like, no, you really did. I'm thinking like, no, you actually did argue that being from Britain means that you can't know who Candace Owens is. And he's like, you're bit And so, and then I, then he immediately, and then he blocked me. I get, and I, anyways, he said that to me. I'm like, yes, that's definitely it. And you are very, very smart. Cause I kept saying that to him. Cause he's, he doesn't, cause he sounds so, he sounds like the most pretentious fuck in the world. Uh, I don't know why arrogant woman bothered him so much. Yeah, like, well, you're a woman. And you what? said a thing he didn't like, but um, but now I'm just putting posting a thing that says like I'm just gonna post a screenshot of him blocking me because now I will never be able to hear any more of his amazing and brilliantly expressed points. I bet he calls other people triggered, but oh, but yeah, like just all this shit and like my mom was like, you know, she's famous, so and I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. No, she got she was chose to be famous for acting in movies. She did not like somebody stole her shit. Here's here's the common misogynistic trope: when anything of women is yeah. taken away, whether you start from hacking their the pictures off their phone to actual trigger warning to actual rape, women women will be blamed. Yeah, like she wasn't careful enough. Mm-hmm. And and people wouldn't do that to someone who got their their home burglared or their car stolen or their wallet picked. They would they would show them sympathy when they lose material things, but when women lose parts of their identity or bodies, it's like always her fault. Yeah. And th- there was this discussion on Arabic Twitter a couple of years ago. It's like, okay, a woman gets a woman gets harassed on the street, and you'll ask. Why is she there? And then you, we give you a reason why she's there because she's going to work or pick up her kids or whatever, or going to the supermarket or just having a walk. And then you'll ask, why was she wearing this? Why was she there? Why did she go out without like um, a male relative or something? And you'll keep on making excuses for what she has done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Without even discussing why the person who raped her raped her yeah no no that that's rapists are never held accountable for being rapists exactly like look and when they and when they like when it's completely unavoidable that the person that the guy raped somebody because he he, you know he literally posts video of it there's literally videos of him doing it well now he feels really bad about it and he can't even eat his favorite meals oh he can't even enjoy his steaks he can't even enjoy his steaks how like how how horrible this society is. You're ruining this young man's life. Exactly. It's always <laughs> oh. about the young man's life. Yeah. And the young man's future. Which brings what? us into Justin Timberlake. 
Oh my god. <laughs> the young man who has suffered the most in all of this because he exactly. made sure to let everyone know. He made sure to let everyone know. Uh, I wrote a, a blog on how this. How sad he is. Yeah. 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 No. No. He's been listening, guys. Um, just like we had to listen to not one but two slut shame anthems. So I wrote a whole blog on this, and I. the the Justin Timberlake thing drives me up the wall because he's acting people like one of the things annoying me about the documentary was they only talked about Crimea River and yes using a lookalike was really gross okay and all that stuff but you could you would make the argument for Crimea River you know that he was really young and that he was hurting too and expressing your feelings that somebody hurt you like that's normal for an artist but then okay that's fine but then what about fucking what goes around comes around because he did that at the height of her breakdown. He made a point of putting Scarlett Johansson in that video to make sure it was publicized as much as possible. He, like, people talk too much about Crimea River when they should be talking about what goes around, comes around. This was a point where Britney was getting into car accidents because the paparazzi wouldn't stop fucking chasing her. And he had Scarlett Johansson's character die in a fucking car accident. In, like, a fiery oh car crash. It's so deliberate and calculated. It's and and now everybody's like realizing how obvious he was, but he knew he's gonna get away with it because everybody was talking about crazy Britney. Yeah, and and the thing is that that video came out just a few days before she shaved her fucking head. Yeah, like I would lose my fucking shit. And so I was like watching this, and I was like, and in the song, if you read the lyrics, they're so fucking vindictive and like so gross, like. You but, already got your so-called revenge. And also the fact that she apparently he was cheating on her too uh, like really makes it worse. But like, I don't still, understand like, why he's so upset though. Why is he so yeah. mad? It's weird. Why was he so mad like years after this happened? It makes zero sense. He moved on already and he was, while well, she was in a mental, mental breakdown and everybody was making fun of her, his career was skyrocketing. Yeah, it was. Like, like it, here's the thing. On top of that, people are like, "Well, Crimea River really made made his solo career important." And I'm like, "Yeah, but here's the thing. He didn't need to fucking do that anymore. By the time what goes around comes around happened, because exactly. he Timbaland was making all sorts of like great songs like for him, like I, like like Future Sex Love Sounds, the album What Goes Around Comes Around is on." Is a fucking good album. I yes. that song's awesome. I, I loved that, that album. I was a big fan. I was a big fan. Yeah, like w- uh, my love is such a fucking banger. Like, like I love that song. And, it, yes. and I was thinking, like, he didn't. This was what goes around comes around. Was like the third or fourth single off that album. Like, he didn't need Britney anymore to sell records because he had Sexy back, which was basically like the coronation of the new king of pop or whatever. Like, it wasn't even, it was barely even, like, a, a fucking single. Like, I think Todd in the Shadow said it wasn't a single, it was a coronation. Because it was. He was on the top back then. And then he, he started a movie career and was on the Social Network movie and a bunch of other movies that did really well. So, he wasn't struggling. He didn't need the clout, as they would say. It was mm-hmm. so unnecessary. And I'm still confused about why he's so upset. What did she do? Like, what did she Apparently do? She, supposedly she cheated on him, but here's the thing. The only person who has ever said anything about it is Justin, and apparently all it's is the conjecture and rumor, and then also the conjecture and rumors 
that have come out have also said that he cheated on her. So it's completely fucking hypocritical. She didn't get it. And she didn't talk shit about him at all either. Like, people are like, well, Britney released a song about him. I'm like, yeah, it was every time. And it was a ballad about how much she loves him and how bad she feels about what happened. They can't compare the two the two situations. Yeah. Because <laughs> so she- her song was like, oh, we lost something and whatever. And his songs were like, die, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, bitch. I Like, you deserve to have a horrible life. And I hope you die in a car. I hope the paparazzi force you to die in a fiery car collision. Like, literally that happens in the video. Why aren't people, why don't people talk more about this fucking video? Because he went out of his way to cast Scarlett fucking Johansson. At the time, Scarlett Johansson, like, she was. She was a big deal back then. She was. Like well, she's still a big star. deal. She's been a big deal for like fifteen fucking years. But like that was when she was really the rising star. She was the hottest yeah. young. I think she was like named sexiest woman alive, like like two years in a row during that time. I'm pretty sure. So he went out of his way to make sure as many people were watching this fucking video as possible. And she and she was playing a Britney character. And she they had the Britney character die in a car crash. And then he tried to claim that the fucking video and song are about forgiveness. No, you literally called it what goes around comes around. <laughs> you literally have a breakdown in that song about how she's how alone that at about night. Forgiveness. How yeah, that's that's so forgiving. Like you literally have a breakdown. It makes like zero I think sense. The, the lyrics are like the lyrics are like uh you know, you're at home alone, and then you call him up, and all you get is a dial tone. Basically, it's like, haha, your husband is out cheating on your ass while you're home with the baby. <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with you? Basically, yes. he's calling out Kevin Federline or something. Yeah, but, but not really, because he's covering, he's really just calling out Brittany. He's happy Kevin Federline is doing this. He's very pleased with it. Yeah, you yeah. go, K-Fed, cheat on Brittany. Make her feel as <laughs> terrible as possible. Leave her alone with your oh fucking God. kids in the middle of the night. She should be alone. You should be abandoning your fucking family. <laughs> like, like he literally brought that shit up, and it's like, they have kids, Justin. Even if you do think Britney's the spawn of Satan, <laughs> it's still not funny. It's still not okay to, like, revel in that, because guess what? There are fucking children involved. And I... I wanted to, here's what I wanted to do before we do this, and then I didn't have time yeah. to do it. I Do you remember Chris Crocker, leave Britney alone meme? Yes, he was right all along. Exactly. And he, let me let me just Google when he did his leave Britney alone thing. Um, it was right so- after the VMAs. I remember it was right after the VMAs because I remember that video so clearly because it was it was like the first viral video I think uh, it was like yeah, that and the Star Wars deal. Kid. Yes, it was it was that the the sneezing panda and the Star Wars kid. Yeah, and but it the the main crux of this thing he was angry about was Perez Hilton because the VMAs happened and I remember right after the like right after her performance the the award show wasn't even fucking over. Prez Hilton released this long-ass screed telling her she's a horrible, unprofessional bitch because she he didn't like her performance. Oh my god. Going over and like he, Yeah, he literally called her a bitch because of her performance. Prez Hilton goes overboard. Here's but the, no shit. <laughs> he, okay. So, um, 
the Chris Crocker thing came out in 2007. And Future Sex Love Sounds was in 2006. So, yeah, Yeah. it's a pretty comparable time here. The only good men in Britney's life are gay, apparently. (laughs) Like, I know that's such a fucking cliche, like, thing to say. But but with Britney, it does seem to be true. With Britney, it seems to be very fucking true. Because I think Larry Rudolph is straight. And he fucked her over. Uh, Her dad's straight. He fucked her over. Uh... Her husband's... The exception is Perez Hilton. (laughs) Well, yeah, Perez Hilton's, like, you know... But he wasn't really in her life. But I guess neither Chris Crocker. I I don't know. But, like, seriously, like... I I feel bad for for Brittany. Uh, I think it's it's indicative, though. Like, it doesn't matter how talented you are, how rich you are. Even if you're white. Even if you're white. If you are, if you tick one fucking box of marginalization, if you're gay, if you can be a rich white person and be gay, you can be thrown under the bus and have your career destroyed. If you, if you're a woman, you can be thrown under the bus and have your career destroyed. If you, if you're black, but you're male and you're cisgendered and you're rich and you're whatever, you will be thrown under the bus in like any second. Like the, the whole white male patriarchy is still very much a thing. Very true. And you know what broke my heart most? about Britney besides of course like her her career after she she turned like 18 or 19 the way she grew up yeah her her, her parents were like stage parents basically um her mom threw her into um tv you know whenever i heard the deep dive segment about her childhood what flashed in my mind was uh dance moms and toddlers and tiaras oh god Mm. Are we going to talk about Maddie Ziegler? Because you mentioned Dance Moms. Yes, yes. That's that's like a great segue into that because I watched the two TV shows. But here's the thing. I never... I used to watch them during my like reality TV show brain-numbing era where I used to like come back from work. I'm exceptionally tired. And I would just watch whatever reality TV show I could stream yeah. at the time. So you're watching. And like Toddlers and Tiaras was for me like... This is weird shit. Okay? This is this is like these parents were obsessive. Um, they lived vicariously through their like three year olds. And now now my kid is four, and I can't even imagine putting my kids what these kids go through. Like I feel guilty just sending her to school. Imagine going on the weekend, driving for like hours for a pageant, putting her in an uncomfortable dress. Because kids yeah, those things hate look uncomfortable so- clothes, okay? And we and those dresses too. look awful too. Like they, they look, look so they look awful and they look scratchy. I don't think they're comfy at all. And you put a ton of makeup on their face, a headpiece, you spray tan them, and you know, whenever I like connect that show with my kid, I freak out. <laughs> oh yeah, well, can I point out like a thing like? One episode that sticks out to me too, because you mentioned that's tanning. Yes. Um, one thing that, and I, I do think that people go overboard sometimes when they say, say like, uh, like, oh, this is blackface, and it's just somebody with a tan. No, like a no, tan. no, no. I don't think it's like blackface at all, but it's like overboard with the tanning. It's yeah. Oh, people definitely tan too much. Like I agree with that. Like when people say like, oh, like, but like I do think that people like go overboard with like, oh, they've got a fake tan. It's blackface. There are some people who seem to think no, that no, it's no. just like. Yeah, now, don't, don't get me wrong. At all. Yes. I almost want to say. I almost want to pretend 
that it's valid because those fucking overwhelming fake tans from like the mid 2000s and 2010s are fucking terrible. Anything to get rid of them would be great. So fuck it, call them blackface. <laughs> but I do think like anything to get rid of them, call them blackface. But uh, but like there was this one little girl I remember, and she was uh, she's a little white girl. And not only did she love Beyonce, but she was obsessed with black skin, brown skin. Oh, um, it wasn't like anything wrong. Like, it, like, okay, so anything wrong on her part, it wasn't like she was like six or seven. Yeah. No, I, and, would, I would venture to say, sorry, just, <laughs> I think I could clarify that if she's a child and she doesn't know any better yet. Yeah. And probably she likes her favorite pop star and she wants to look like her favorite pop star. Yeah. And she doesn't understand the intricacies of race yeah. and skin color yet. But yes. her parents should fix that. Yeah, no, but like, all, here's the thing. In some ways, it was fine. It Like, it, there were some aspects that were fine. Like, all her dolls were black. She had all the black Barbies and all the black Kens. They, like, showed, they panned around her room and all, all of her dolls were like black uh, dolls. Um, okay. and she, apparently her mom was, was talking, I think you can still find the quote, I think you can still find the clip on YouTube, but, like, her mom was, like, laughing and going, like, yeah, every night she prays to Jesus to make her brown, please. Um, she's obsessed with being brown, and I'm like, okay, that's fine, that's actually kind of sweet and cute, because, like, a lot of times in society we really do shit all over black skin tones and black features, and it's, like, really sweet to see a little white girl who, like, thinks black is beautiful, and that should be encouraged to some extent, right? But at the same, but then, because she wanted to be Beyonce in the pageant, her mom had her get <laughs> the darkest skin uh, spray tan they could, spray tan. and that's yeah, that's the that's where you draw the line. Like that's where you draw. Well, the line. That's when it becomes blackface. Yeah, yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. Because like, here's the thing. I'm like, look, it's a little girl. She don't know any better. And here's the thing. Like, there were there were some clips of her where she'd like. She'd start crying because she'd see the black girls and go like, "You're so pretty, you're so cute." Like she, she was like, "Oh my god, you look so cute!" Like because she just she genuinely thought like black people are the most beautiful things in the world, like beautiful people in the world, which is cool. Like that's fine. But then I'm like, yeah, but you need to explain to your daughter on some level that we can't put you in the darkest spray tan possible, lady. Exactly. And I do because feel like. There's a it was it was a teaching moment that the mother yeah. completely missed. Yeah, she it did. And like I get that she was probably gonna throw a temper tantrum if you didn't make her as brown as possible, but that's when you step in and be a parent, you know? Exactly. Yes. Because like your kids your kids want like the dumbest shit ever, and it's like it literally would endanger their own lives. And your job as a parent is to say no, that's not that's not right, or that's not good for you, or etc. Yeah. etc. Exactly. And then like and here's the thing, and it's so sad, like, because, you know, the sentiment behind the whole thing, like, in this particular case, right? Now, and I'm not talking about black fishing idiots like Bad Baby or whoever. Yes, that, no, that's I'm a talking about like, conversation, yeah. The that is, I'm not talking about, like, the Kylie Jenners of the world. But, like, in this case, it was a little girl who genuinely just thought black people are, or still thinks, I don't know, black people are the most beautiful things in the, like, people in the world, right? And it's, it, black skin's the most beautiful thing in the world. Curly hair is the most beautiful thing. Like, you know, like, you know, black features are beautiful, right? And that's fucking great. But at the same time, because we live in a hell world, like, in a good world where no racism existed, 
it wouldn't be a problem that she tans her skin, that her mom has her get the darkest skin spray tan because cool. But like, because we live in a hell world and because blackface has context as a result of that, uh, it's, it's bad. And it's, it's so sad when you think about it on that level. Yeah. Like, cause that should be a wonderful, beautiful thing that a little white girl thinks yeah. like black people are the most beautiful it's, people. It, That's great. It happened, it happened before. I think there were conversations when I rejoined Twitter and I met yeah. Angelo and Angelo is from Austria and there were like conversations about like black hair and appropriating black hairstyles. And he's like, but the girls in Europe wear braids all the time under the context of course that like black people in europe don't face much face much racism yeah and it's like it's different in the u.s because of x y and z history yeah and because in europe let's assume that the premise that in europe there is no there is no racism if a black girl wears her afro or her natural hair or wears a protective style she wouldn't be ridiculed she wouldn't be penalized and she wouldn't be treated like a circus animal or everybody's coming in to touch her hair yeah. Okay. Exactly. Then it's fine for like the white girls. And this is what happens when the white girls go to Thailand because they get like box braids. Mm-hmm. And they call them Thai braids. When we all know that they're not Thai braids, they're like black braids that Thai people appropriated from black people to do something cool for the white tourists. <laughs> because we live in a hell world, as they, as you said. Yeah. So no, back, it's, it's. So back to that girl. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing I've noticed too. Like, Look, um, I'm a fan of this record. I'm not the record label, but I like the artists on this record label. Uh, it's called 88 Rising. Uh, they're and they're they're basically their whole thing is that they specifically like sign and promote Asian artists, and they're like a really like they're a very interesting business. Like watching them promote their artists is very interesting. They've got Joji on the docket. They've got Rich Brian. Um, they've got. Um, Nikki, who's this other, like, I think she's from either Singapore or from Indonesia. I know Rich Brian is from Indonesia. Um, and then, and then Joji is, um, half Japanese, half Australian. And, uh, like, you know, and they promote all these, like, Asian artists and stuff like that. And I think it's really awesome and cool, but at the same time, people have brought up the fact that, like, they mostly do, like, hip-hop and R&B, stuff like that. And it, it's stuff that's, like, very much copied on, like, Black American music. And people were like, well, is it really that, should we totally be celebrating that they're so celebrating Asian culture when a lot of it is actually, like, black culture as done by Asians? In, in the 2000s, like, between 2005 and 2015, all those dance shows with dance troops, basically Asian kids from California who do hip-hop dancing. Like, I want to make it very clear, because there's probably going to be people listening to this, because right now you've got a lot of people on your back trying to like shit all over you but there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be like oh so nobody from any other race can ever do anything that black yeah, people I know, made I know. It's like, and i'm, I'm like British, no curry it's like not that at all no one's fucking claiming that like we're not saying that like it's 88 rising i'm not saying 88 rising is bad and i'm not saying that like you know asian people can't do hip-hop or whatever that's awesome like i i'm all for cultural exchange but i do think it's like sort of weird when people try to when people will take something that, like, is very obviously either inspired or copying or whatever, something that is very much part of, like, you know, Black American culture or African culture, and then it's another race who does it, and they say, wow, this is definitely that other race. Like, this is totally, a like, no, I just think we should acknowledge, like, 
that Idiot Rises music takes a lot from Black American music, you know? Exactly. Can't acknowledge um, change in a climate where it's not really an exchange. Yeah. <laughs> you see? And of appropriation in it. And there is, like, inter-POC racism that's happening. Well, like, then nobody would complain. Exactly. Because we know, we know our shit, you know? We know our shit is cool, and it's fine if you like it, and you can do it. That's okay. But the racism in your community and anti-blackness needs to be addressed. Otherwise, you're just as appropriating of our culture, or like Black American culture or African culture, mm-hmm. as colonizers. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the that's the problem. Like, like can we circling back to like Meghan Markle? There were people who were trying to argue, like, back in the day when she was first getting married to Harry, there's this woman named Princess Michael of Kent. She's married to Prince Michael of Kent. And she has to call herself Princess Michael of Kent or else she cannot use the princess title because British monarchy is a fucking nightmare. But anyways, she's this old woman who's literally the daughter of, like, a Nazi baron or some shit like that. And yes. she arrived at the at Buckingham Palace one time when Megan had just was just joining the family with a literal blackamoor brooch. It's literally a little brooch that's a little black person in a turban or whatever. And when I say a black person, I don't just mean like a person who's clearly of African descent. I mean literally black, the color black. Yes, it's it's that uh, like that christmas event in in holland and uh spain where like they paint the kids black and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. and people were saying well somebody tried to argue well you know the 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 it's not racist it's not a racist brooch because look like he's wearing fancy clothes the brooch person is wearing fancy <laughs> clothes maybe it's a prince i'm like no the thing is is that the history of that <coughs> it literally comes from the practice of rich white people dressing up their slaves especially slave yes. children in fancy clothing and carting like what they would do is they would take these little black children some of whom they gleefully separated from their parents they would sell off the parents and keep the kids or the other or sell off the kids and keep the parents but and they would take little black children little black boys and girls and dress them up into fancy cl- what they would consider like exotic clothing like usually pretty orientalist stuff but like yes. sometimes it was European like a turban and hairy pants and yeah. yeah, or they would dress them up in like fancy clothes and they would take these little kids and they would make the little kids like do little performances. And part of the the the, the joke was it wasn't just oh look at these cute kids in costumes, but it was also like look at these little black people in fine clothes that should be just for white people. Like you know what I mean. Like, it was literally yes. a joke about how black people are low class or belong to be, deserve to be servants or something or, and don't belong in fine things. And they, yeah, and they would make these, like, pieces of jewelry and art with, like, little black, with little black kids and fancy clothes. And we were like, well, it looks like it, it's respectful because he's a prince. And it's like, no, he's not a prince. He's a little slave boy who's been dressed up as a prince for a joke. That's, that's literally what the Blackamore thing is. And that's so what basically, I'm talking about. Prince, Princess Michael of Kent deliberately tried to traumatize Meghan Markle. <laughs> and it's like that's that's what we're talking about with like how history like fucks things up. Like it's just like with the little girl. Like yeah, okay, a, a a brooch with a person on it who's black and wearing fancy clothes should not be a problem and should not be racist. But actually, it is because that's what white people used to do. They used to dress up little black children 
as in fancy clothes to make fun of them and literally have them perform for their dinner guests. And then, and then just like with the little girl with the spray tan, it shouldn't be a problem at all that she tans her skin that dark in a good world. That wouldn't be a problem at all, but we don't live in one. We live in a world where people used to paint themselves Brown to make fun of black people. Like that's people don't like context. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, Justin which Timberlake's is, an which asshole. Is, <laughs> Thinking of appropriating black things and taking credit for black people. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. True. And then yeah, and then we go back to to Maddie Ziegler. Yeah. So we can. I I think we have to wrap it up with talking about Maddie. Oh Ziegler. God. And how creepy this whole thing is with her and Sia. Yes. And and how annoying that nobody was talking about it until like recently. Yes. Because I'm. I'm I'm like in a bubble and I don't know about a lot of things, so I didn't know about this. I'm not a big fan of Sia. Like, uh, okay, I acknowledge that she had cool music and everybody was a big fan of Chandelier and Titanium, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Watching Dance Moms when it was hot. Yeah. And how, but everybody focused on how Abby Lee Miller was like aggressive and they fat shamed her etc she's a terrible person i'm not saying she's a good person but everybody was focusing on the wrong thing yeah exactly uh when it comes to that show yeah and didn't focus on the, on the culture of dance moms yes and stage moms in general yes i think it's although i do think it's really fucking funny that it was called dance moms and the moms were horrible on that show from what i've seen of it but it's like they st- they were horrible really just because um abby lee miller was horrible when you're in that sort of like i think people sometimes um underestimate what that environment can do to people feel like it's a it's a matter of life and death and you have to literally sell your children and your principles for the cult for the for the uh dance industry exactly and you're it's not like kids who are doing this for fun it's like kids who are doing this to get jobs in the future yeah exactly the future is like five or six uh, three or four years from now so a kid is like 11 she should be like a working dancer when she's 14 or 15 uh-huh. Yeah, no. It's very exploitative. Exactly. And then Sia's li- literally, as Sia has said, I can't, I can't make my art without her. Then you're a bad that's artist, creepy. Sia. That's, that's fucking exactly. creepy as shit. And then, yes. and then, um, she, they apparently sometimes, Maddie, she cannot, Maddie Siegler sleeps in the same bed as her. She cannot create her art without this underage girl in her bed. It's it's weird. It's like it's that's weird. that shit. Like people like Picasso used to say, like when we. Uh, I I hate this kind of argument. Like if it were a man, because usually I hate that. I it's usually made really disingenuously to just try to like. I hate that, but I can't not bring that up because yeah, because- this is a blatant case where that is totally a valid thing to say. If this were a man, yes. who who else was in the same position? Michael Jackson was in the same position. Mm-hmm. And he got dragged, rightfully so, because it was weird. Even even if we, let's say, count out completely that he had any inappropriate like contact with these kids, the concept itself of surrounding yourself with children is weird and inappropriate. Yeah. Okay? And having sleepovers with, with children is inappropriate. And because he had this like huge-ass mansion that looks like Disneyland, everybody thought it was fine. Yeah. But then when you think about when you think about the, the frame of mind the children and their parents were at, it's exactly the same 
as what happened with R. Kelly and his victims. Exactly. Like now, great. I'm not saying that people like were immediately on calling men out about that because, like you say, R. Kelly and Michael Jackson were like doing all yes. like even. It, I, I'm I'm not sure. I do they believe... had passes for such a long time. They had such yeah. But then when people started catching up to it. Now, granted, uh, when we caught up to it, yeah, granted, when we found out that Michael Jackson was when it did come out and he admitted to sleeping in the same bed with boys, people were really freaked out. But that was around 2000 and it happened. Now, R. Kelly, on the other hand, straight up married a 14 year old Aaliyah, Aaliyah, and lied about her age, and lied about her age, and married a fort and had her sing a song called Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. And people literally did try to blame Aaliyah. Like, um, I'm going to recommend people go watch um, a video by a YouTuber named by the name of Yara Zaid. And just so you know, um, Yara is spelled Y-H-A-R-A. Um, just because, like, it, it might trip you up. Um, and then Zaid is spelled Z-A-Y-D. And she has a video on the, bi- on the Lifetime biopics of Aaliyah and Britney Spears. And, uh, yeah, like... She goes into like it's it's so fucked up. Like even to this day, Wendy Williams, when she's talking about that stupid fucking movie she made about Aaliyah, she's like, um, she's like, what happened with R. Kelly? Were they in love? Bitch, no, he groomed her. Like, there's it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And how I I remember like the Boondocks talked about it in 2005 or six. Dave Chappelle made a skit about it in 2004. Yeah. And it was swept under the rug so quickly. It's strange to me how dismissed everything was. Yeah. So we should learn from our mistakes and not sweep what's happening with C and Maddie Ziegler under the Yeah, exactly. Even if, if, even if there was no sexual misconduct or whatever they call it, it's still an, a very abusive relationship. And when you hear about how Maddie was upset about the caricature she made of autistic people in music... Mm-hmm. And Sia would like push her to do it. It's like, I'll make sure that nobody says anything about you. Uh, you're doing fine, blah, blah. And she, I think she feels indebted to Sia because yeah. of her success. Yeah. Although I think, I think the girl is talented and she would have been successful regardless. Yeah. But she feels indebted with this weird ass relationship and she claims to be her godmother but they met when she was 11 so how is she her godmother this is strange yeah and exactly. i don't believe it yeah no it's complete bullshit and also like yeah this is Sia's australian would say yes Sia's a- oh by the yes. way um another person if you really want to go into the sia thing about um sia's bullshit um she doesn't go into the abusive relationship but go look up a youtuber named jesse gender um okay who does a whole video because she's autistic she's an autistic trans woman and she talks about how like music is a vanity project and she watched the movie and it's it's yes. it's really that bad uh, like here's the thing like uh there's another you youtuber who's really famous his name is your movie sucks yms he's a huge cf fan and at first he was very skeptical of like the backlash to the movie and everything <laughs> review and he's like yeah no this movie's fucking garbage one of those sheltered white women yeah who grew up uh far away from culture mm-hmm. and now she's trying to chime in yeah. and involve herself yeah which which was apparent with her <laughs> a couple of like yesterday or the day before a tweet resurfaced of her like calling out Nicki Minaj and Cardi B because like 
you two are not about to start another beef when we're trying to take down systemic racism. Like, girl, what are you doing? Like, she has to be either the biggest person on earth or the biggest troll on earth because nobody can be that oblivious to how you talk to black women when it comes to systemic racism. Yeah, it it's so fucking... Yeah, like, seriously. Oh, my God, that fucking Cardi B quote. Like, Cardi B tweet is just... Like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mind your business. Mind your business. But haven't you heard black women can never <laughs> dislike each other ever again? Black people aren't allowed to, black women are not allowed to be human, but it's black people, yeah, but especially black, if, if you're not black allowed women to human, dislike be human. each other. Yeah, if two women black dislike each other, how are you going to take the big the big white man? It's like, what are you talking about? But, this is so weird. No, no, it's every black woman's uh, responsibility to that every moment of their lives and everything they do be all about systemic racism or else, you know, they're not actually fighting systemic racism and they don't care about it. That's That's the SIA logic, I guess. Tell me the gold. <laughs> I know. All right, I just, uh, I'm going to be returning to streaming on Saturday, actually. Uh, I Twitch I uh, Twitch stream on twitch.com uh, twitch.tv slash the Wendy nerd I have uh, you can find me at Twitter at the Wendy nerd on Twitter and actually I yes. have an upcoming project a new project coming up oh uh, also look up Le Bordeaux Le Bordeaux um, it is a vampire role-playing it's vampire the masquerade tabletop role-playing show that I do you can find it on YouTube under Lay Bordeaux Alsang. um and on my Twitch channel, but also, um, I have an upcoming project that I'm working on. The first episode should be up in a couple of weeks or so, um, but it's, um, it's gonna be a disc, a podcast for the, about the Terry Pratchett, uh, book series Discworld, if you love comedy. I'm excited. Yes, I'm so if you- excited about this. Yes, uh, if you love comedy and you love fantasy- and you love listening to four idiots. Uh, we're gonna we're calling it the <laughs> Unseen Idiots podcast. This is my official announcement, and it's gonna be very very exciting. So oh, I'm I'm so excited about it because last year when I read Good Omens, yes, it's of course like Neil Gaiman and, and Terry Pratchett. I loved that book so much, and I already had a couple of Neil Gaiman books, but I didn't have anything for Terry Pratchett, and then I realized that he has. A plethora of books, oh my God. especially in the Discord. There's a reason why we can have an entire podcast around this series because there's literally because like it's a lot over 40 books in the Discworld series, and that's not counting all the supplementary media, short stories, children's exactly. books. Exactly. That, that, that <coughs> was that's that's a behemoth of, of of literary work. But um, so, you know what? We're, we're going to be doing a guide for people who want to get into it. We're actually not starting with the first book. We're starting with the fourth one. So. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm yes. like on it. Yeah. Right. And hopefully when I start listening to the podcast, I'll start reading the book. So I'm so excited for you. Really. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, I love you all okay. so much and I, I love, love you. you. Too. I love you. I love you too. Thank oh. you so much and have a great weekend. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I have enjoyed recording it with Wendy. And please check out Wendy's uh, Twitter, Twitch account, her um, tabletop game that she's doing on YouTube. Everything she does is wonderful. And I'm very, very excited about her upcoming podcast about Discworld. 
and Terry Pratchett. So uh, this is where I bid you adieu, as they say. And hopefully soon I'll be able to completely edit the Tom Morello interview and post it on the podcast. Uh, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, you already know that it's um, posted on YouTube. Um, if you want the link uh, to listen to it, just hit me up on Twitter. And there you have it. So take care of yourselves, take care of others. And because the pandemic is not over, uh, wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance, get vaccinated if you can. And I love you all and I'll talk to you next time.